This is Kurt. And this is Tracy. And this is the MFG Cast. Welcome to another board game edition of the MFG Cast. In this episode, we're going to be reviewing Next Station London by Blue Orange Games. You made it sound so fancy. I did. It's so fancy because we're in London. Uh, yeah, let's just get right into it, huh? We don't really have anything else to talk about, do we? We'll just get right into the review. Sure. Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that for once, get huh? Get right down to the nitty gritty. Brass tacks. All right, let's give the stats on this game. Next right. station, London. I'm doing like a bunch of moves. <laughs> uh, the game is. He's like a robot. I am. I am a robot. Okay. This state. Uh, this station. Wow. This game is designed by Matthew Dunstan, art by Maxim Morin, and published by Blue Orange Games. Stats: ages eight and up. Players one to four. Twenty-five minutes of gameplay. You sound shocked when you say I that. I did. Well, 25 minutes, yeah, it really is. It doesn't take that long to play this game, it feels like. Yeah, it depends on if you get interrupted or you have to think about life. Yes. Or you, if when you, you have plan. analysis paralysis and you can't move physically because you're, para- you're paralyzed by the next move you're going to make. Like Kurt often is. <laughs> I was oh. going to say like Tracy is. Oh. Oh. Oh, so this game is... Designed by Matthew Dunstan. You may know him from a game that I really like, Elysium, but also a game that is getting a lot of hype these days, The Guild of Merchant Explorers by AEG. And then also you may know Maxim Morin is doing art for a game last year that that some people were really excited about called Codex Naturalis. Check that out if you haven't heard of that one yet. All right, but we're talking about Next Station London. Would you like to describe, Tracy, what this game is, or would you like me to? I'll go. Um, yeah, and then I'll just play off of it. chime in when nice. I feel like I have to add things. I'll nice. raise my hand, and then you can roll with it. Cool. In this game, the city of London has hired you to redesign the underground lanes, which is the railroad, basically. And what you're doing is you're trying to be the best metro planner. So you have this piece of paper that shows you the underground lines of London. And what you're trying to do is you're using different colors. There's four colors. And each player, if you're playing solo or multiple players, will use all four colors during the game to plan out ways to just kind of plan your different routes. Basically, it's like you're... Uh, each color represents a train that's going throughout your city. Yep. So uh, during the round, what you're going to be doing is you're going to be, because it's a flip right, you're actually flipping over cards. Some are blue and some are pink, and they have a certain 
symbol on them. It's either a square, a circle, a triangle, or what is that, a hexagon? What is that? I can never think of what that symbol actually is. It looks like a stop sign almost. Octagon? Is that what it is? Is it really a stop sign? It kind of looks like a stop sign to me. I mean, here, let's... Let me look at it. Look at that. That looks that's like a stop, stop sign. sign. Yeah. yeah. So, octagon? Is that what that's called? I think that's called How many octagon. sides does it have? Because octo <laughs> is, is... I think it's One, hex. two, three, four, five. It's five. Isn't that so hexagon? hexagon? Hexagon. Yeah, we'll say that. Boy, we're smart. We are. <laughs> SMRT smart. That's right. SMRT. So, depending upon what color you have, you're going to start on the certain station on your map that actually has that color, and then you're gonna be moving to another station of that other symbol that you're flipping the cards on. And you connect lines as you go with their, but there's like some, there's certain things that you can't do. Like if there's already a line attached or a line across that's going into like where you wanna go, you can't cross lines basically. Cause it would be like if trains are going in certain directions, you don't want them to crash into each other. So you're not gonna do that. Another thing you Or maybe can, they just go like one way or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Another thing you can't do is you can't force off a line from another spot you've already done in your mapping of your lane there or your line or whatever they call it. Unless they have this special card that's like I think it's called like a railroad I can't remember what it's called. Let me look. It's called a railroad switch card. So what's happening there is if you uh, flip over one of those cards you flip over the next symbol, and what you can do is you can go to that other symbol, but you can actually go from a place you've already kind of spawned off of that technically in the game you can't go through normally. It's yeah, kind of like you basically part. branch off. Yeah, correct. Or, you know, you find a fork in the road and you yep. go the other direction. Yep. Instead, that's the only time that you can do that. Yeah. Again, still keeping in mind not crossing any lines yep. from other things and stuff like that. So then you you go in different what do they call it they go you go in different um, so there's thirteen different districts and those are separated by uh, yellow lines on the thing so like there's nine bigger sections that go from top to bottom so it's like one two three four five six seven eight nine and then there's some little um, there's also the four corners have little districts too that have those stations of different um, Symbols. Symbols. Yep. Also, what you're doing in the game is you're you could actually cross the Thames or what are the what do we we always say this wrong. It's the Thames. It and looks like And I call like it Thames. the Thames. Yes. I don't know. But it's the Thames. Thames. Yep. So you can cross the Thames to get extra points that way. You can also visit tourist sites, which is like they're kind of like spiky spots. Those will also get you points. During they kind of look like they remind me of sunbursts. Yeah, sunburst. Yeah, you've said that before. Yeah, and you call them spiky spots. Because <laughs> it's spiky. Looks like a spiky sun, almost. Or a sunburst. Like yeah, sun. like a, the tourists are very excited to go to this burst of fun That's spot. Right. That's true. Yeah. Yep. So then, you know, you... So for a round, you're actually flipping over these cards. And like I said, there's blue and there's pink. To get to the end of a round, once you flip over that fifth pink card the round is over so um included in the flipping of the cards too are also i forgot to say there are like a wild card so it'll show you all four symbols you can decide what uh symbol you want to use there and you can go 
barring the rules that they talk about in the game. Once the round is over, you would actually score points based on a, of certain things. So would you like to talk about what those certain things are? I can. Okay. So for scoring for each round, and we're just talking about the basic portion of the game right now, because yep. there is additional elements you can add to the game, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But uh -huh. when you're first scoring, you're going to look at with each of the colors when you travel around with your, I don't know, is it a train? Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like you're you're creating the lines basically. So when trains. you're traveling around on your sheet of paper, you're going in those different districts, mm -hmm. and so you're going to look at how many different districts you entered when you were playing that round, mm -hmm. and you're going to count them up, and then you'll list that first. Yep. And then the next section is how many different uh, stations. I just want to make sure I have the ver the terminology right, but yeah. how many different stations you visited basically or stopped at yeah. as you were playing that section of the board or that yeah. so um, basically that's color like a like you're using that color, but you're also like it's it's however many stations you visited within one district. District. Wow. Yep. <laughs> so if you stop in one district, which districts are basically divided into squares, except that on the um your piece of paper your board in the each of the corners are little tiny tiny districts also mm -hmm. which make it more challenging to score in those but it's possible so you could uh you'd go around and count and say okay this district i i was able to go through four then you put that number down so then it it's helping you calculate all on the bottom or telling you what to do so if you went through, let's say, four districts, you're going to take that times however many stations you stopped at or went through. Yeah, the most in one district. Yep. yep. And then you count how many times with that color pencil or that train you passed through that river also. Yep, the, the Thames. The Thames. I didn't want to say it, <laughs> um, so I said river. <laughs> And then you get two Thames. points. Thames. Thames. <laughs> Darn it. Um, two points for every time you pass um, through. And basically, that river on the sheet is kind of cutting the sheet in half. Yeah. Sort of. It's mm. not straight across, but it has like a, a split through the half of the sheet. And so it's two, two points for every time you go through. So you could earn a good amount of points for that. Sure could. So let's say, again, my example, let's say you go through uh, four sections. Um, the most you have in one of the sections is three. So four times three is 12. You've crossed the river once, so that's two points. So what do we have? 12 plus two, two is 14. Is 14. So you could score 14 points for that section. Mm -hmm. And then those sunbursts or those spikies <laughs> that Kurt talks about, if you've gone through any of those or touched any of those, there's like a tracker on the bottom of the piece of paper that you start Xing out or crossing off as you're touching those. And I think there's five of them. Yes, correct. On this, on your board. I'm using air quotes right yep. now. Yep. 
on your board that you're going to start marking off and you'll get more points each round or no at the end of the game excuse me if you end up touching them with multiple colors or um other various things that you could collect points on that so that was that's one that's the first round of scoring yep so then you subsequently do the rounds kind of similar to what we said you start with the next color you actually rotate depending upon the number of players so like for two players we had one on our right that we'd use for the round and then we had one on our left and then we just rotate clockwise counterclockwise counter counterclockwise and then we'd switch up the colors and then we'd all go through all four rounds using all the different colors and then once you once you do that you would count up all of your points you'd count up all the points for the round then you'd count up the points that you got for the sunburst or the spikies and then you would do something else at the end which is you are doing a Oh, I can't remember what this is called now. I think it's called... This one is called Interchange Stations. So what it means is, depending upon however many colors are intersected into one station without... Uh, without crossing. Crossing and, you know, something you couldn't do or whatever. That doesn't matter. Anyway. I, I kind of look at it as, like, this color comes into this station and goes out or whatever. Like, they're switching... Yeah. Like you would have a layover or a flight change or, you know, you're switching trains to go on a different path somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Or whatever. So for every two colors that pass into a station, you would actually get two points per. For every three, you'd get five points for every one per. And then for every four colors that uh, interchange into that station, you would get nine, which I feel like is impossible, but obviously it's possible because they yep. wouldn't put it in the game if it wasn't. And there. it can be at any of the stations. It doesn't have to be at a tourist stop or anything like that. It can be at any of those stations. That's true. So you have the possibility to do that. So at the end of the game, you'd, you'd um, tally up whatever amount of stations you've um, stopped at. So... Let's say you counted them up. You have, you counted eight stations that you connected two colors on or had two two stations where you had two stops of colors. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Two stops of colors. Yep. Then you do two times eight, which is 16. Then you keep going down. So did you have any stations where you had three people or three people, three, three, three lines, three lines of Different colors, if you did, then let's say you had one, then it's five times one, which is five. If you had four, then you'd get nine times however many, which we never got them, so we got zero. Yep. And then you'd add up those points, and you'd add that to your score along with your um, other round scoring. So your first or your one through four rounds, your sunbursts or whatever we want to call those, your spiky tourist stops. <laughs> your tourist sites. And then your points for that. And then depending on, and I don't know, maybe we want to get into this now. Yeah, sure. There's one more level of scoring, and that adds a little bit more oomph Mm -hmm. to the game. And I got really excited, (laughs) didn't I, when I said that? You sure did. Oomph? There's some objectives 
I would call them. Shared objectives is what Ooh, they're they called. Ooh, they do call them shared you. objectives. And they also have pencil cards. Is that what they call them? Uh, those are pencil powers. Pencil powers. Pencil powers. Oh, that's right, because I said that. <laughs> pencil powers. And those add a little bit more pizzazz if you want to um, not just do the basic game, but you want to add like a little bit of a variant yes, correct. to it. Yep. Um, so pencil powers are four different powers that are available to all players. Yep, once per round. Once per round, but once you use one pencil power, you cannot use it for the rest of the game. Correct. So ex- for the, for that player, not for the whole. Yeah. The whole oh, I yeah, I should have been I should have been more clear. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. Once I use one of the pencil powers, I cannot use that for the rest of the game. Correct. Uh, ex- I'll just give an example of one of them. Oh, great. Pencil powers. Pencil powers. One of the pencil powers is... What one do we want to do? <laughs> it's up to I you. am like, I just can't even think. Um, what would be a good one to talk about? Oh, this one's good. So an example of one pencil power card would be one where it shows an example of all four shapes. It is one that you can use so that if we flip up one of the standard cards and you can't move your train or you can't move your line anywhere, you could decide to utilize that one this round instead. Again, if you use it, yep. so it's just you a... lose it as your player. Yep. And so let's say we flip over a circle and you can't move and you don't want to lose not being able to take an action, you could play a square instead. Mm-hmm. Well, if you can play a square. Yeah, exactly. Um, that is just an example of a pencil power. There are three other ones mm-hmm. that are set out there. Yeah. So I guess I would say use them mm-hmm. at sure. least one each round. Yeah, they're fun. And then uh, let's go back to shared objectives so that you yep. have shared objectives. There's a decent amount of cards. You actually pick two for the game for everyone. And you have to decide if you can get or you can try to get those or whatever. They're worth 10 points apiece. Mm-hmm. Uh, like one of them is if you cross the Thames six times or more, you would actually get 10 points for that. Yep. So that's just an example of that. And that adds more points to the game, but also another element. Yes. So that one is the last column on the um, scoring on the bottom of your score track. And if you score on one or two or none of the objectives, you keep track of that on the bottom of your scoring. And you total up everything and you decide who wins. That's right. Well, you don't decide. The score decides. <laughs> That's true. I'll, also, I want to just point out quickly that it also has a solo mode. I played this quite a few times before we even played the game. Yep. Uh, it's very similar to the base game or to the multiplayer game. Except for this time, what you're doing is you're putting all four colors in front of you in a row, and then you just pick one, use it, use the next one in the row, use it, the next one in the row, use it. And um, you play it just like the standard game, except for this time you're just trying to get a certain amount of points to be more successful. So the one I, I would always get would be, did you take the wrong tunnel on the way? Try your luck again and use the right railroad switch this time. It's just like, wow, you just want to beat me to death about about how mediocre I am. (laughs) Apparently. But it still gives for a good challenge. And I feel like sometimes with solo games, 
it's like, okay, you're just trying to kind of, eh, just kind of weave your way a little bit and try to get, you know, a good score and it's not as challenging and it feels, well, you know, way different than the original game. This is, it's pretty similar to the multiplayer game and gives, still gives you a lot of challenge. So I really enjoy that. I think before we rate this game and talk about what we think about it, if we talk a little bit about kind of a comparison to the type of game this is and what it would be similar to. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like for me, the like the flip and right, it makes me think of like Welcome To, where it's got, you know, you flip a certain amount of cards. In Welcome To, it's like you get to choose a card, but in this one... You know, you kind of dealt with, you're kind of stuck with what you're dealt, but it also gives you some options, like the whole, like, railroad switch or whatever, that gives you, you know, different options. The player power cards or pencil power cards give you kind of different options and stuff like that. But again, it's like the flipping of the cards and be able to decide on your on your board or on your pad or whatever what to do. It kind of makes me think of that kind of thing. Yeah. I think the context of the game the whole route planning or whatever planning and yeah. things like that remind me of two games actually okay it reminds me one of ticket to ride oh yeah because of course you know there's like i don't know 25 versions of ticket to ride throughout <laughs> the country yeah and i mean it isn't the same at all no. in regards to what you're doing because ticket to ride isn't a flip and write or anything like that it's just the whole concept of of the routes. Of the routes. Yeah. And then also Railroad Inc. When it comes to kind of with like the whole railroad aspect. Yeah. And the writing aspect and yeah. kind of topical sort of. Yeah. Um, portable and things like that. Yeah. Because like even like with Railroad Inc. It's rolling dice, which are random. But this is flipping cards, which is random. Yep. So yeah. And then you're planning on your card or on your sheet or whatever, with like Railroad Inc. and this, you're still kind of pre-trying to figure out what you're going to do with your stuff. And you, in like, okay, so I'm going to go back a little bit. So like Ticket to Ride, you could actually screw somebody else up for their route planning. Where in uh, Next Station London and Railroad Inc., you could kind of screw yourself a little bit if you're not planning well. If you Which we did. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. So it kind of, it, it's kind of a weird thought, but if I think if you... Through Ticket to Ride and Railroading together and they had a baby. Yeah. Maybe you'd have like a, the stepchild would be Next Station London. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. And maybe I'm grasping at straws, but I kind of feel like maybe it's a little bit. They're kind of like a, that's probably a stretch. Yeah. But if we're kind of, if we're kind of doing topical concepts kind of things yeah for sure yeah so with that being said um i think we can get into what we thought about the game for sure so we've got our mfg cast review scale oh you made that sound very fancy <laughs> i did i did so we have is it patented it is patented <laughs> um <laughs> I think he's lying to you guys. Yes, I know. I it's patented. You can't ever take it from me. And if you try to, I will. He'll hunt you down. Cry about it. Okay, so we have got the collection keeper. It's one that we're gonna have in our collection. We're gonna keep it. We're gonna play it a lot. 
Henceforth, the collection keeper. We have a did fair play. Did you say henceforth? I sure did. Weird. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh Another one we have is a fair player. It's going to get a lot of play. It might not be played all the time, but it's going to get a decent amount of play. We also have overlooked. That means that it's one of those that maybe we'll play every once in a great while, but it probably be something that we play something else instead of. And then we have the unfortunate passer. It'd be just something that we're just not into. So Tracy Amular, what do you think about Next Station London by Blue Orange Games? So this is a tough one for me because I always get stuck, I feel, like between Collection Keeper and Fair Player. If, if it's something that you really like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I don't know if I can see us always bringing this to the table, but I can see us bringing it to the table quite often. Yeah. And so, like, I'm kind of stuck because I feel like it's more than a fair player, but less than a collection keeper. <laughs> so, like, I'm... I think I'm going to have to say fair player because I have to make a decision. Yeah. <laughs> Can't, but I, you can't go in between. I've always, I've already. I know that. you have, and I don't <laughs> like that. But I guess that's what I'm going to say. And I, and again, I kind of alluded to it or said it before. I feel like it's going to hit our table quite often. Yeah. Because we like flipping rights mm-hmm. a lot, and I think this has a good element for us to be able to think and get some variety and being able to play more of that basic version if we want or to add the additional elements with the objectives and the pencil powers i want to call them pencil cards i don't know why (laughs) pencil powers but then i was thinking i think those will add some variants too so if we want to mix things up and that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and it's a small nice compact game too Mm -hmm. so that's great yeah i feel like it's something that you could bring anywhere play with anybody because it's very simple to learn very simple to play we've talked about before i think with like flipping rights and rolling rights like that's kind of in our wheelhouse so it's pretty easy for us to bring it to the table being able to play it more often than not for it being a fair player i think is i also agree with you i feel like it's something that it's something and because it's so so short too it's something that you could easily get to the table even like three or four times if you're really yeah. getting into it because it says 25 minutes, but you could play this definitely under that and play multiple versions of or well, multiple games of and it. And now I'm eager to play it. I never played it solo like her did, and I'm I'm eager to play it solo because I like rolling rights and flipping rights as solo games. Mm-hmm. For sure I'm getting more into playing shorter, easier to learn games and things like that as solo plays. So I will be ready to be disappointed in myself when I get a mediocre <laughs> yes. response to how bad I was with it. Yes. Yeah, I, I feel like it's weird because I feel like I do better when I play this multiplayer than I play solo, which is funny because sometimes it's the opposite for me. So it's interesting when I played this and I was like, wow, I got it. The last time we played, I was like, I got a really high score. And I'm like, I'm never going to do this solo. Well, but then you were disappointed the game prior to that because you weren't. Yeah. So it's all the luck of the shuffle sometimes too and the decisions you make and how we laid out the pencils and things like that. Yeah. Um, so when you think about it, do you, what are things that you 
maybe aren't as big of a fan of. Is there anything that you can think of that makes you kind of go, yeah, it's okay. And I, I still like the game, but I'm not like, I don't care for that as much in this game. You know, what's funny is I, I don't really feel like there's anything there that I'm really disappointed in really. I mean, the theme works for it. The artwork also fits the game with the pencil powers and the, uh, the shared object objectives, I feel like those aren't clunky. I feel like they work well. Yeah, I just I don't really have anything that I am really down upon it on. I think it's just a really good game. What about you? I think the only thing I maybe had a little bit more of a struggle with was the division of the districts being like a real light yellow color mm -hmm. that was kind of hard to see i always had to kind of pick up my sheet just to see where they were divided to see how many districts i was in when we played the different rounds i think that's the only kind of beef i had but i get why they did it mm -hmm. because there's there's a lot of different lines and a lot of different um symbols and things on the sheets and so you don't want to go like crazy because you don't want the the sections to interfere with the pencil like the lines and the roads and or the tracking and stuff that people are drawing in there yeah but it was just a little bit more challenging to see that yellow color yeah and it actually got me thinking this is another thing and it i don't think it i don't think it necessarily is a negative against the game. I think it might be against my eyesight or how I look at things. Even sometimes the interchange stations, trying to figure out if all the colors are hitting that spot. You know, it, sometimes it's just going up and down the lines and being like, okay, is that two or three? Did I make that right? You know, I want to make sure I get those points right and I'm not cheating, that kind of thing. Well, maybe we're just having old eyes maybe. and we need more light. Maybe. I'm, I'm interested also, to see like what a colorblind person would think about this game. Because mm -hmm. there's a lot of different colors in this, and they're they're distinct enough, but I'm interested to see, like... Well, they're you know, distinct enough for us, but are they distinct enough for them? Exactly. That's like, exactly was that was in right. mind? Like, was that was that something they kept in mind when they played it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I that's, don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see how that... Because that was another thing mm -hmm. I was going to say was... Like how how does that pan out? Mm -hmm. And I understand not all games can can accommodate that. Yeah, we don't have that problem except for my old eyes seeing mm -hmm. the yellow divisions between the districts. Yeah, and I can see them. I just have to hold them really close sometimes or get to a certain point where I can see it. It won't stop me from playing the game. Yeah, I'm almost wondering if that if that should have been a solid black line instead, maybe. Um. Or do you think or that like a gray? Yeah. I don't know. I think that's the only <clears throat> problem. I think that's the only problem is that you're going to incorporate all the other lines for the for the the tracks and the lines and stuff like that that I think that it would get mixed up. Yeah. With the dark purple and the blue and the green and the pink. Yeah. So I think that's probably why they use the lighter yellow. Gotcha. I just think it's hard to see. Yeah, it. for sure. But again, right. doesn't stop my views on wanting to continue to play the game. Yeah, that's right. So, have you played Next Station London? What do you think about it? Let us know at MFGCast on Twitter. 
Uh, we also are on Instagram, MFGCast Family. If there's anything you want to talk about, make sure you follow us there. We're going to be posting some different links on some things here in the future. But until next time, I'm Kurt. And I'm Tracy. Oh, hey, before I end it, before I end it, thank you to Blue Orange Games for the review copy. Let's probably uh, thank the people that were actually letting us... You actually scared me. Yeah, I know. I was like, ah, crap, I need to get it right. (laughs) But thank you to Blue Orange Games for letting us review this wonderful game. Always thank you, Blue Orange. Yes. I already said mine, so you can go ahead and say yours. Didn't I say Tracy? Did you? Oh, I was wondering why you were staring at me. I'm like, why can't I always thank Blue Orange Games? Because they always allow us to review their games. Yes. But anyway, I'm Tracy. And this was the MFG Guest. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. (laughs) This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.